Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back with Noah Sanders and we are having such a fun discussion about homesteading and farming and God's creation. And if you missed our first two episodes, go back to Monday, listen to that one first and then listen to yesterday's episode. And he is a wealth of knowledge and information. It's so much fun. I love talking to people like yourself who know something about something that I don't know anything about. And um, it's just so fascinating to me uh, to learn about these things. And I do love God's creation. You know, I think of Psalm 19, 1, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of His hands. And it's so amazing to think, like just looking at creation, my, my, my girls make fun of me all the time because especially my, my oldest, she's so funny. We were uh, somewhere the other day and we were walking by this, this plant outside and it had these really beautiful flowers. I have no idea what they were called, but it looked like a wreath of little tiny flowers. Yeah. And inside of that was another wreath of little tiny flowers. And it was just so perfectly and intricately made. And I said, girls, come here, look at this. This is amazing. And Brooklyn goes, I know, mom, how can anybody look at that and not believe in a creator? <laughs> and I said, yes, <laughs> she just knows. Because I truly, I look at that and I go, how can anyone look at this amazing earth that we live on? How do they look at the plants and the flowers and the birds and the trees and the sky and the ocean and the land animals and the sea animals and all of the things that he's given to us? Really, it's all for his glory, but he allows us to enjoy all of it, right? Mm. And he's so gracious. He could have made everything to be the color gray, right? I mean, how boring would that have been? But he didn't. He created everything with such precise color and design and shape and with the ability to do different things and with the ability for the world to work together. And it's just amazing to me. And so I love what you do. I love your passion for farming and homesteading and taking care of God's earth. And that's what we should be doing. So we're going to keep talking about that. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free ctcmath.com. They have a 100% money back guarantee if it does not work for your family. So you have nothing to lose. ctcmath.com. Well, Noah, um, have you seen the documentary? Um, Because I was just thinking as we were talking about just how the earth works together, there's a documentary called The Biggest Little Farm. Have you seen that documentary? Not yet. I have not seen it yet. I've I've had a lot of people tell me about it. So it's on our list, but because we're often out farming and homesteading all day long. Sometimes when we have movie night, it's not a, uh, we're, we're looking for something a little different. So right, we right. still need to get to that one. <laughs> you maybe want something about like aliens or <laughs> something, but not farming. Well, this documentary is absolutely incredible. It's one of my favorite documentaries. If you guys haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. You can get it on Amazon and I don't know where else, I'm sure all sorts of other places, but um, it's so fantastic because the whole documentary, it's its beautifully done. It, the filming is amazing. Um, and it, it's all about how creation works together from the dirt to the animals. Everything works together literally like a dance. It's amazing. Oh. The sad thing about the documentary is that the people who made the documentary are not Christians. They're not believers. No. And so they don't, they're not into like earth worship. It doesn't go that far by, by any means. But as I've watched it, I'm like, oh, I just want them to look at it. And just like I look at that flower with the little beautiful flowers inside of it. 
And I just look, I mean, that's something so small. And I see how in the world can people look at that and not believe in a creator? I don't know how anyone can live on a farm and make a whole documentary about a farm and how it works together and not believe in the creator, right? I mean, it just, it makes me sad. It really blows my mind. But um, but yeah, I recommend watching the movie and then pull God's creation into it. <laughs> oh yeah. We tend to believe what we want to believe. And obviously, you know, without Christ, like we're, we're, we are blind and it's, but it's so interesting to see. There's another documentary called The Gardener on Amazon about a, a beautiful garden up in Canada oh. this guy planted. Um, but it, one of my favorite parts that I mentioned to people on that is there's this lady describing the experience of being in this garden. And she's like, there's just a different level when you're in this garden. It's like, she's like, I'm not a into God or I don't believe anything like that. She said, but being there, it's almost like, and she said, I don't want to get all mystical, but it's like, it makes me want to believe that there is a creator and that oh, all wow. of this couldn't have just happened by chance. You know, she's like, of course that's ridiculous, but that's what it makes me want to feel when I'm in this place with all this beauty surrounding me. So it's funny how even people that are like, it's, that's nonsense. It's still what it, that's what it makes me want to believe is that yeah. this was, is the handiwork of some amazing creator that made it all. And it is because, um, you know, it, it, it is, you are without excuse when you see yeah. God's creation and, uh, and nobody will be able to say, I didn't know yeah. one day, you know, when we go before him, but right. as Christians who want to know more about God and who he is, I think we have a responsibility to study his creation mm-hmm. and often the world is better at proclaiming the glory of God displayed in creation like that documentary than the churches when we really should be oh. the standard bearers of like saying, look at how awesome God's wisdom is in creation. Look how it displays right. his forgiveness and his abundance and his beauty and his diversity and his creativity and all that. But instead, you know, we tend to kind of like leave that to other, you know, to the basically to the enemy, which right. unfortunately, you know, you can appreciate all that and still have a life that wasn't worth living because it wasn't about right. the Lord. And so we want to help bring that aspect as the church and be the ones that claim that. Right. I mean, can you imagine going to an art museum and you were the artist and you have made this incredible piece of art, this painting that's beautiful and it's intricate and it has so much detail to it. And it's just beautiful. And everyone stands in awe of this painting and you're standing off to the side and you're waiting for people to just be like, oh, we want to meet you. We want to shake your hand. We cannot believe that the creator of this painting is actually standing right here. And instead, all these people are like, oh man, this is so amazing. And they never, ever give you a second look. And they know that, you know, there was a creator, right? I mean, someone had to make it, but no one gives you the credit for it at all. I mean, maybe you're sitting there waiting to sign, you know, copies of the the print copies of your painting and nobody really cares. I mean, that would hurt my feelings, right? Yeah. Or if and you're we a do creator of like tools, you know, and right? you've made this amazing nail gun that pneumatically nails, hammers nails, you know, and instead yeah. you go in and you see these people that are using it and they're complaining about your workmanship oh, and yeah. your design and, be, and and you look at them and they're using the pneumatic nail gun to try to physically beat nails into a board completely contrary to the way it was created, like designed to work. Yeah. And often that we do the same thing in creation as well. We fail yeah. to really learn from and appreciate the the amazing gift that the design is in creation, broken though it is. And then we end up spending the rest of the time trying to fix the problems that we created by ignoring the wisdom in the first place, you know? Right. So. Right. 
yeah, of the one who authored it and created it and all the things. So, so let's talk about this because at the end of the last episode, we were talking about some ways to get started with homesteading and farming. If you've never done this before, talk to us about the well-watered garden project that you have. Yeah. So in 2020, we started producing a resource called the Wellwater Garden Project um, because we wanted to take what we had learned over the years and what we had um, experienced that showed us how simple it is to grow food if you just are a childlike observer of God's creation and put that into a simple recipe that allows people um, to grow some of their own food, but brings in the worldview that helps us see why this is actually something God cares about, how we can reflect in this garden, humility, unfaith, uh, humility, faithfulness, and unselfishness, mm. um, so that it's an expression of the heart of Christ. And also, because there's so many people around the world that need to know how to grow food, um, it's really an unmeetable demand. Um, and there's even a lot of people, you know, the U.S. here as well. So we said, well, what if we create something that's a simple training garden that's fairly small and easy to do and, and build into the program um, the idea that we teach every person to be a teacher or a trainer. So we're training the trainer. So it's kind of like a multiplying discipleship kind of model so that if people plant well water garden, the vision is that they would pray that God would, you know, bring along two people that they could then invest in to help them plant their own gardens. And because it's such a simple approach, it's like a lasagna recipe. You don't have to go to <laughs> culinary school to cook lasagna. You just need a good lasagna recipe from somebody that's, you know, taking the time to tweak it. Sure. Um, you can easily equip somebody else on how to follow that lasagna recipe. So the Wellwater Garden um, Project is that it has that vision of a million Wellwater Gardens in 10 years through each person with a small garden using it to teach a couple people a year on how to plant their own garden and mm -hmm. just understanding that it doesn't, it's not huge solutions that mm -hmm. solve the world's problems. Um, just like we see in homeschooling, it's just investing in just your own kids, just a few people deeply, you know, yeah. that ends up having the biggest impact long-term. And so it's the people that want to get started in something like that. If you go to the wellwatergardenproject.org, there's also a link through the redeemingthedirt.com. Um, I have, we have a free um, handbook here and this one is, it has every, it has 12 lessons that go from, you know, the heart at the beginning, the problems that we're facing in agriculture and goes into soil and how soil works and, uh, you know, how to prepare your garden where we take those principles we learn and then how to plant it, how to care for it, and then how to use your garden to teach other people. So it's a very simple um, you know, system that doesn't teach you everything there is to know about sure. farming, but it's a foundational kind of approach that helps you understand those basic um, principles that are really essential for um, for succeeding no matter what your scale is. And uh, so I really encourage people to check that out. And uh, if they really want to get started with something simple, and even if you maybe have been doing it for a while, um, we have a lot of people that learn from us that have been doing lots of different methods this has been helpful for them just to try in a small corner, you know, of their existing garden or something and see the benefits of, of it. Cause well, yeah. our garden approach, we use no chemical fertilizers, no, you know, it's all teaching because we want the target audience really is eventually want to equip the church to help the poor to feed themselves. So wow. we want them to be able to do it without any resources, no purchased yeah. inputs as much as possible. 
And we've seen a lot of people now around the nation that are using this be able to have some really cool impacts in their communities. Yeah, that's so cool. So really, it's a it's a community initiative that you're doing. And this would be great for homeschool families to do, you know, even get a few homeschool families together or maybe some of your neighbors together um, to do something like this. And I, I love that you're talking about just starting small. You don't have to know all the things. And again, I can't help but relate this back to homeschooling. We don't start homeschooling in kindergarten and have to know everything that we're going to do in high school, right? We basically need to know kindergarten. And then every year we step it up just a little bit more. And eventually we get to the high school years and we send off our kids to serve the Lord. And so homesteading is very much the same way. It sounds like you just start, you know, we don't have to build a massive farm. Like we just start small, just one seed at a time, literally one seed at a time. And watering that seed and growing that seed and watching it grow before us. And oh, I mean, there's so many lessons to be learned. Yes, um, yeah. Through Farming does provide a lot of opportunities for education just in the the metaphors and and all those yes. things that it provides. But I think it is important in all this to my one of my, my mentor in Africa says the genius of God is in his simplicity. Mm. So the most effective things we often can do are the simplest things. Yeah. Because when we complicate it, then we miss what the essential building blocks are for success. Um, and then we feel right. smart, but we're actually failing yep. because we're... Because we're trying to be God. Exactly. We're trying to be God. So the Well Water Garden approach is a very, very simple approach, but it's it's based in the heart of Jesus and in expressing that heart and uh, having a very simple management system so it's duplicatable for other people. And we found that kids really do love it. That's awesome. Well, we will obviously link that in the show notes. So uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Noah. And by the way, if you're watching this on video on our YouTube channel, did you notice my shirt? I am wearing my farm girl shirt. (laughs) This is my cowgirl shirt. It's my plaid shirt. I love this shirt. I wear it usually in the fall and in the winter time. And so I'm wearing it just for you guys because this is our farming homestead. I, I had to be appropriate, right? <laughs> I was like, I can't wear a fancy shirt when we're talking about dirt and homesteading. <laughs> so I wore this just for you guys. Um, so during the, the break, I went and grabbed this book uh, from my bookshelf. We read this a couple years ago and it's the Heroes of History. Um, this is one, another Jeff and Janet uh, Benj book. And this one is the George Washington Carver book. And it's so good. And so Noah, you mentioned George Washington Carver. He's the peanut man. And oh man, this book is so fantastic. I love this series of books there. I I think I've only ever found one that I didn't like, and I don't even remember what that person's name was, Um, but we've read many of them and I love them all. 
So that's a great one because his faith, and like you you talked about, he just prayed. Like there were so many times where he just was like, I'm just going to pray and the Lord is going to provide what I need. And and not just provide what he need, but provided the wisdom mm. that he needed. I mean, it's incredible. I would say even more than resources, the Lord provided him with wisdom and the knowledge to be able to do what he needed to do. Um, and so it's a fantastic read aloud if you guys are looking for a good one. So we'll link that in the show notes too. Um, Noah, we have a few minutes left. And since we're talking to a homeschool audience, um, talk to us as homeschool families. What is some last encouragement that you can give to us? Yeah, well, I would I would just say um, one of the things about homesteading is you've got to make sure that you, and this applies to anything, but with our kids, Joy is such an important aspect, making sure that we are making things fun. God is a God that loves to delight us in things. And and especially if we get the the homesteading bug and we want to do everything and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I've known families that have burned their kids out on homesteading and gardening. Um, and, you know, anything like that that's worth doing is hard, mm-hmm. but you've got to have a bigger picture in doing that. And I have a lot of things that I love about farming that that uh, enables me to disciple my kids where it's the multi-generational, you know, ability yeah. for my, you know, the grandkid to work alongside the grandfather. There's real world consequences to not doing your chores. You know, animals die rather than just like if your bed isn't made, nobody dies, right? Right. Um, there's so many spiritual metaphors. I mean, it's easy to talk about marriage and intimacy when you've been around animals all all your life, you know, it's, yeah. it's just normal stuff. Um and but the biggest thing that I feel like has been really uh, uh, nice is because and that I would encourage anybody that's in this space and that is one of the reasons we've built this into the Wildwater Garden Handbook. The Wellwater Garden Handbook is um, well, and just say, and and that is the idea of having a mission of serving others. Mm. It, what you do, you know, oftentimes we can say, well, my mission field is my family. Yes, but. To disciple our family well, we've got to be also like our kids need to be part of serving others, mm-hmm. not just like us serving them. And then someday when they're gone, we'll serve somebody outside of our family, right. but through hospitality, through, you know, like where we have a missional mindset of impact. Yes. When that's what our farming is about. And the Wellwater Garden Handbook, that title Wellwater Garden comes from Isaiah 58, where it talks about we want God to heal our land. Like we really need to go back to having a heart for the last, the least and the lost and making a plan for the poor. And so when we garden and we're learning that ourselves, but we're also trying to pray that God would bring along people that could benefit from this. And then we train them, even if it's just showing them our garden or whatever, and we can build in like doing things and then using that as a way to bless other people. All of a sudden, it's a whole nother level, you know, of experience and teamwork and and understanding who God is and seeing, um, you know, lost people and, and engaging in and the messiness of that um, in a way that will, will is going to be some of the biggest impact that they take away from that and why they value gardening at the end of the day. If it's just mm-hmm. about because I think it's cool or yeah. just about, oh, it's cheaper or anything like that, it's not going to like at the end of the day, they're going to be like, why am I doing this again? You know, yeah. I don't want to do this when I grow up. But if they see lives changed, yeah. both themselves and what God's teaching them and then their ability to serve others through that, that's um, even if they don't garden growing up. If, yeah. if that's what you're teaching them through it, it's going to be um, a really powerful tool for God to use to equip your kids for whatever they they have. But I'd really encourage you to 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 maintain that joy 
and really base it in the joy of serving God and serving others through, whether it's your homesteading, your homeschooling, or anything that, that, that God's called you to in particular. Yeah. Oh, wow. I have loved this conversation. This has been so much fun. Noah, thank you so much for joining us this week. Tell us a one more time where everyone can find everything that you talked about. And, and I think you mentioned that the Well-Watered Garden Project Handbook is free of charge. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a free download okay. Um, okay. at wellwatergardenproject.org. Um, and if you go to redeemingthedirt.com, there's mm-hmm. a link to our podcast shows, okay. to our online academy, which is, uh, it's got a, an entire, like it's got courses on there and all this stuff. And it's awesome. also free. And then there's a link to the Wellwater Garden Project. And you can see some videos of churches that have used it, where it's even allowed them to reach out and bring people to the Lord and all sorts of cool stuff. Wow. If you go to redeemingthedirt.com, you should be able to find most of that as well as our upcoming training dates where people come to our farm for five days okay. and we train them through our curriculum and they, they live with our family for that period of time. And, and that's some of our most impactful things because that's what produces our network of trainers now that we focus most of our time investing in around the U.S. and the world yeah. who are teaching and serving into you know the needs in different communities. Yeah, that's great. Is there a place on your website where people can support you financially? Yeah, there is also okay. a, um, a support or donate button is there as well, because um, that helps us to be able to make some of these things free of charge to people. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys feel led, go to his website, check out the freebies, but also pray about whether or not you would be led to support uh, his ministry. I think it's incredible what you're doing, Noah. Thank you so much for joining us. And you guys, thank you for listening. I hope you have been encouraged this week. I know that I have been. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your week and we will see you back here on Monday. Stay tuned to the very end to hear a clip of what we've got coming then. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com rocked. I realized that I I knew that the beliefs were incorrect about the Christian theology, but I couldn't form a cogent, uh, succinct response in order to counter that. I I just said, well, this isn't true. And so I started to explore how to form that response. And that was the start of learning what is apologia, what is Christian apologetics. At the very base of, of each of us is a worldview, whether we acknowledge it or not. And so that worldview there thereby sets the stage for what do we do in life? What do we believe is right or wrong? I don't want our children to wait until they're 30 to learn the word apologetics. I don't want them to wait until they're adults to then start studying the evidence. Let's, Let's encourage them when they're young to understand the evidence and to be prepared to live out their faith 